This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. Good morning, Dan and Amy. Interesting uh, CNN when they did one of their voter panels that Randy Kay moderates. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this was uh, about Hillary Clinton and her presence in Florida for uh, the uh, hotly contested gubernatorial and Senate races there, particularly focused on Gillum and the, uh, his possibility of upsetting DeSantis. And yeah, and is she helping him or hurting him? Instituting a socialist, in, uh, a socialist under FBI investigation as the governor of Florida. I mean, it's remarkable, that race, uh, and uh, what Florida may or may not be thinking. But, uh, yeah, asset or liability, this is, again, a, a female panel of Hillary Clinton voters, of Democrats who are concerned about Gillum. Uh, is Hillary Clinton's presence an asset or liability? A show of hands. How many of you think overall Hillary Clinton is more of a liability than an asset to the Gillum campaign? Almost all of you. Yeah, almost all of you. And why do you think she's a liability? Her post-presidential sort of you know, demeanor or platform has been very sort of self-indulgent and very much about relitigating what happened in 2016. In our generation, my generation doesn't really respond to, you know, this relitigation of 2016. And I don't want to call it whining, but like at this point, that's kind of what it, it feels like. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah, that, that's got to sting a little. And uh, one woman said Hillary Clinton should be seen, perhaps, writing checks or raising them, not heard. As far as right now going out and, and making speeches for Mr. Gillum, I don't think so. No speeches. One gentleman said that, Hillary Clinton voter, Gillum voter. Uh, this uh, wow. uh, middle-aged woman saying, I voted for Hillary, but... How might Hillary Clinton harm the Gillum campaign, do you think? She's just got bad cred. Bad cred. Bad cred. People don't trust her. No one trusts her. I mean, I, I, the reality is I, I voted for her. Um, I supported her, but she does things that um, she trips over herself, yeah. and um, she makes big mistakes. Yeah. And she's thinking about running in 2020, so I, I wonder if she listened to that interview. I hope so. I absolutely hope so. Listen to the reaction to her recent answer on the Lewinsky affair uh, when oh, she defended right. it as not an abuse of power because Lewinsky was an adult. Listen to the reaction from these uh, Democrat women. Hillary Clinton did an interview recently um, and said that um, she was asked about the Lewinsky affair and she said that it wasn't an abuse of power because Monica Lewinsky uh, was an adult. Horrifying. Is that something that Democrats <laughs> want to hear right no. now leading no. up no. to the midterms? No. We're in 2018. Time's up. Me too. Harvey Weinstein unleashed a, you know, generation-long abuse of power, and it's completely tone-deaf to say that a female 21-year-old intern at the White House in the Oval Office with the president is not a victim and is bringing her on going to be a trigger for some people, saying, do you know what she just said a week ago? Her saying that, oh, she was an adult and, you know, we didn't do nothing wrong can hurt him in a way saying, you know, she's, she's supporting what they had done at that time. So the last thing you want is her down here just, in Florida. Yeah, I mean, it's just not, let's get some fresh blood down here. Yeah. Let's yeah. spice it up. Yeah. Oh, let's hope so Hillary, Clinton can, yeah, Hillary Clinton can be a Republican secret weapon one more time. For more on uh, this topic, we're pleased to be joined by Suzanne Banker, 
culture critic, author of The Alpha Female's Guide to Men and Marriage, How Love Works. And we referenced earlier in the week her uh, compelling piece in the Washington Examiner, Why Trump and the GOP Will Win Suburban Women Voters Like Her. Suzanne Banker, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Sure. Thanks for having me. So uh, it seems like uh, in uh, hotly contested important races like those uh, statewide races in Florida, um, boy, Hillary Clinton's presence could be, you know, one of the many variables that uh, helps uh, Republicans down the stretch in uh, on November 6th. Hello, Suzanne, do we have you? Can you hear me? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. You cut out. You can't hear me. Yeah, oh, I can hear you now. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay, sorry about that. Um, yeah, one of the things that I uh, pointed out in that article was that you know the idea that um, Trump. I, I was focusing on the fact that this idea of Trump being a misogynist or bigot or any anything else that's leveled his way by the other side, and I was pointing out that this is a man who, when he um, resorts to when he responds to come his way, doesn't have to discriminate whatsoever in who's doing the attacking, whether it's a male or a female or black or white or old or young, that he just sees the attack and responds to that. And so that kind of does away with the whole idea that you could target women. And Hillary Clinton, you know, you're talking about Hillary Clinton, of course, she's basing everything on this idea that women will cozy up to her in the end, which of course they haven't and they won't. Um, because she understands women better than the other side. You know, so much about what's happened with with this particular president has to do with the fact that, that Hillary Clinton is a woman who was beat out by a man. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. All of the hype since in the last two years has just been a heightened version of that. And that anger, if you remember the night of the election results, what resulted there in terms of people's response to that. It was this shock that that people women in particular, would vote for this strong alpha male, if you will, over a woman. Because if you're a woman, you're supposed to uh, vote for other women. You know, that's what identity politics is, and that's where we are in this country, and that's what the left uh, is, is trying to do and failing miserably at, in my opinion. Well, a lot of my progressive lefty friends said she didn't win because she's a woman. And I said, no, she didn't win because she, mm-hmm. she wasn't a strong candidate, and she's not trustworthy or likable. Precisely. Exactly. That's that's it. But see, once you pull the race card, the gender card, there's really nowhere to go with that argument because they believe that they believe that it's literally just about the sex of the or the race, and they can't see beyond that. So any argument that's reasonable about people and whether they're qualified just falls away. And so, how do we get to uh, reasonable suburban women like you, uh, per your column? <laughs> Uh, for them to focus, uh, you know, on like sort of the local matchups. Uh, Trump is not on the ballot. So, um, you know, Trump is not like here, a hot suburban race here. Trump is not Peter Roskam. Peter Roskam is not Trump. And Sean and Sean Caston, Peter Roskam's opponent, is does, you know, you and Sean Caston, you kind of uh, center right suburban woman and Sean Caston have virtually nothing in common, including your uh, good taste so how, how do you get to those so, that are leaning yeah. their, to, to, to inform their vote, vote uh, so, uh, based solely on Trump? So what I'm trying to focus on, especially right now, and I actually talked about this on Fox and Friends yesterday morning, which was that you're, you're really de- you're dealing with here with politics or policies, excuse me, versus personality. 
so much about since the Democrats don't have anything to um, they just have nothing, basically, because the country's doing so well right now with in, in office that they don't want. So all they can do is hone in on his personality. And at the end of the day, whether you're male or female, are you going to vote with your head or with your, um, you know, your emotions in that? Are you going to react to person someone's personality? Are you going to react to what they're doing? If you like what they're doing, and presumably the GOP and the other candidates are in sync with what Trump believes and wants to continue to do with him, then that has to count more than whether or not you like someone. It's not about it's not a popularity contest. It doesn't matter whether you like the person in office. You don't have to have to want to have a beer with them or marry them. You just have to right. like what they're doing. So it, you have to stay focused on that and not the other stuff. It's so difficult though to pierce that uh, visceral reaction to somebody's personality. And it's this is not just a yeah. a challenge with suburban women. It's a challenge with a, a wide swath of the electorate. It is, no question. I mean, that's what I think is more obvious today with Trump than with any other candidate is that we're really understanding how much personality, unfortunately, does play a role. Are you uh, I mean, are you pleased with President Trump's job that he's done so far the past two years? Oh, hugely. I mean, hugely. I don't know what there is to argue against, quite frankly, in terms of the, the job he's doing himself. Every response that he has uh, with so, I think, the overwhelming feeling about him who, who like the job he's doing anyway is his unusual reaction to everything being so different from the way presidents did in the past meaning that he he, he literally does not have a political bone in his body he really is just a regular guy who responds to everything he sees in the same way he would if there was no camera on him and if he didn't have that position and that's what makes it so refreshing because people are so tired of politics and of you know, making things sound better than they really are just to appease people and then not doing what needs to be done. And this is someone who literally does what needs, all he does is he sees the task before him and he does it. How much of a factor do you think is the identity politics shaming the, uh, the, the think pieces in the New York times uh, where white women are blamed for giving us Trump and they're blamed for giving us Kavanaugh and it's, you know, leftists, uh, leftists of all, uh, shapes, sizes and colors saying, Hey, you white women, get your act together. Oh, it's, it's so bad. On Twitter yesterday, I had some of that after my appearance. And I, I'm almost, you know, I don't know. There's, to me, there's such outliers. And if anything, it just, to me, it would show more centrist thinkers what, how, like, unhinged, basically, the left has become so that it will bring them over to the right if they are, you know, equivocating or what have you. So I'm in the end, I'm hoping that this identity politics that we're embroiled in today is actually going to work in our favor, because um, I just don't believe that the average person um, subscribes to that. All right. And uh, just because you wrote a book on it, so you're an expert, I, I need a refresher. <laughs> um, the Alpha Female's Guide to Men and Marriage, How Love Works. Uh, Suzanne, please tell us how love works. <laughs> Dan needs I'm so some glad, help. I'm so. so glad you asked. Yes. And? So, you there? Yeah, and, and keep it keep it simple, by the way, too. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay, I'll keep it really simple. So in, in plain language, since I like plain language, um, it's basically about how women who have a tendency to be bossy um, cannot be bossy with their friends. I mean, that's really what the book is about. So, And it kind of tied into what I was saying with Trump, actually, yesterday, because I'm saying that there's aspects of our personalities that might work well in one domain, but not so well in the other. So, for instance, for instance, I have a very 
strong mind and I'm, I am very type A and that can work well in certain areas. You know, it helps me write books and be effective in, in that domain, but I can be difficult. And I don't think this is an unusual um, pattern today, especially with women being raised to be leaders and to be dominant and, um, you know, like men and all of that. Um, or maybe they just came into the world with, with more masculine tendencies or what have you. But the gist isn't to say that's bad. It's like you have to channel that in the proper space. And love and relationships is not the place for that. It's not for competition. And it's not for who's going to be right. And if you want to be married for a long time, you have to find a way to quell that side of your behavior, um, personality and in order to belong with, with a man, you know, the average alpha male, if you will. All right, see, that's, that's what that's yeah. what it's about. Perfect. That's that's, that's exactly just what, what I he needed. The, 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 here's, here's how I received that. It's all women's fault. And so that's perfect because that's what I wanted to hear. I do have a lot of people respond to it that way and go, what? <laughs> but, I, but what I have to say, there's no way to change another human being. The only person you can change is yourself. So you have to be able to be self-aware and look at yourself and what you're bringing to the table. Okay. All right. Okay. That's, that's fair, too. Suzanne Banker. <laughs> She's the author of The Alpha Female's Guide to Men and Marriage, How Love Works. Also, check out her piece in the Washington Examiner, Why Trump and the GOP Will Win Suburban Women Voters Like Me. Suzanne, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And she joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line. Time now for another reason why Dan Puff is single. Connect with Dan and Amy using the AM560 mobile app. Download it today at 560theanswer.com slash mobile.